This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are already immersed in this uh, very lively discussion about uh, actually a range of topics, but, but what I'm driving to right now is what... Uh, some of the stuff on the agenda for the Bilderberg Group, their meetings are right now. Important people from the U.S. are there. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. Jared Kushner is there. Mike Pompeo is there. Stacey Abrams is there. She's the only one who's not. I mean, Jared Kushner seems to me to be a liaison. My guess is that he's there as a liaison but between the Bilderbergers and Trump. It would be kind of hard for Trump to show up personally. It's pretty amazing that Pompeo would show up personally. Rumor has it that he's trying to get buy-in for Iran, and Kushner's the Middle East guy, so I could see that. Uh, and then Stacey Abrams is that is that one element that if you read the whole list of all the, like, 140 people are there, they're CEOs, they're royalty, they're heads of state, they're heads of banks, they're lawyers, big, big-time lawyers, they're major government players, prime ministers, generals, all that stuff, like, to a man and woman. And then there's Stacey Abrams, which reminds me of, like, when it's, uh, they always invite, well, they did invite Kasim Reed, and uh, and they and they, but it seems like she's there for a reason. My producer Binkley here is always uh, on top of this stuff. What do you think, Stacy Abrams? I mean, I thought she was excluded from everything for her entire life, never got welcomed into these exclusive meetings, and yet she just appears at all of these major think tanks and now at Bilderberg. Well, it's really funny because I was reminded of her story of marginalization. When she got uh, wasn't allowed on Zell Miller's can- uh, governor's mansion because she got off a public bus or something like that, you know yeah, that her, her smear of the governor, her legacy story, where they they looked at her like, "What are you even doing here?" And the head of the guard from that time popped back up like decades later and said, "Look, I still have like the sign-in sheet. Your name was number one, and there's a check mark next to it." Right. And yeah. then if you look at the Bilderberg attendee list, her name is number one because it's A-B. Like, there was no way for her to be under the radar when she hit that participants list because her name is the number one name on the list. I'm sure that she didn't take a bus to Bilderberg as well either. Well, she might. She, may, she might like to stay in character. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, so you look at that and I think, I mean, of course, I do believe they're, I mean, it's a conspiracy. They talk about it, like they're, they, they have what you turned me on to the name was Chatham House Rules, which is you can talk about what you learn here, but you can't attribute it to anybody. You can't cite it. I don't think they really talk about it too much anyway. But they, it's very clear that what they're doing there, they have an agenda, they have a list of participants, and they won't give you any more information. And, and it, as I've been looking at this stuff, you've been playing clips from the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, from Brookings Institution, all that stuff. And I see that this is, they call it global governance. That's what they call it. But these institutions are ruling the the world 
I, I don't see too much representation from Russia. I don't know about China. So I look at these. It's the World Economic Forum. It's Brookings. It's um, the UN. I, I, you know, obviously, the Trilateral Commission includes Japan and some of Asia. And so I'm not sure they've got like a complete grip on the reins of power. I, I It seems clear to me that Russia is not um, yielding the head chair to them so quickly. But I do, I do believe they have all of these institutions are working together and, and they're just using the heads of, of other institutions of non-governmental organizations of all the big global corporations are one way or another connected to one of these think tanks or one of these governing bodies. And if you, it it doesn't take much to find them saying that that's what, what it is. I, I was looking at the CFR document, the North American Union thing I've talked about before. William Weld, Heidi Cruz were instrumental in producing this about how there would be no barriers to goods or labor from Mexico to the U.S. to Canada. And to me, I'm I'm a free market person. Uh, but as long as you have a government that has democratic elements, it isn't purely objective rights driven by unanimous consent. You have to care about people uh, being able to vote in your country if that's how your country works. And that is how our country works. So I do care about the practical realities of government, even if my ideology would establish a freer system. But what they say in that kind of as an aside is that in order to create this North American Union, you would want a a North American Advisory Council that that had a complementary private body that would meet regularly or annually to buttress North American relationships along the lines of the Bilderberg or Verkund conferences organized to support transatlantic relations. It goes on to say this newly created North American Advisory Council could provide an agenda and support for these for the meetings of a North American interparliamentary group. So if you I, that's just an excerpt, but if you look into it, they are they are saying that Bilderberg is there to set an agenda to help legislation legislators get that agenda through, and really, which is like, uh, I feel like on a, the face of it, it's it's unconstitutional. I mean, this is these are not representative people setting our legislation, telling us how to get through. I and mean, everybody knows that think tanks write this stuff. But if you start to dig into it, it's clear they have a governance structure in place. And this is one of the places where they talk about what the agenda is and how they're going to implement it. And they get and and these very important people are sitting at that table. So I can't part of it. What you've been bringing us, Binkley, part of it is this the 5G, in your opinion, is it not that? it would will be instrumental in in the the mech, mechanisms the tactics of this kind of extra representative like outside extra legal whatever you want to call it absolutely go- governance yeah all of our data all of our devices on the internet of things are communicating our information our behavioral patterns to the grid itself and it's going to be the most powerful tool of mass control that has ever existed based on what yeah. I've been reading. It's almost de facto governance. It's it's like uh, especially when these uh, oligopolies, even even monopolies in a way, hate to use that phrase loosely. I was watching all I, I typed in Dick Morris Hannity conspiracy because I know he talked about the Bilderbergers once. Oh, my gosh. What a treasure trove. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so Dick Morris, I don't know if you know him, but he was a Clinton guy who who Clinton uh, slighted, and then he kind of went rogue and he tells some secrets. And and his and what he was saying is that they do like plot this stuff, and they they use what what's obvious, but he's admitting it, and he was an insider that they'll they'll give grants, loans, bailouts, whatever to one big, big player in an industry and nothing else. They won't give it to anybody else. I actually know somebody who lost their business competing with Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank got bailed out by the tune of 35 billion US dollars, something like that. But the competitors just fall by the wayside. So it doesn't look like you're their monopolist, but then you put up a lot of regulatory barriers that the new people can't come in and compete anyway. So these small, these individual players, the CEOs of these companies that you're stock dollars, your 401k money, support them. They're totally outside any kind of represent, representational governance. And they, but they're considered private companies. So you look at Facebook, which is, you know, such a dominant player. You look at Twitter, which is not a direct substitute, also very dominant player. Google, these dominant players, they can establish protocols, their own rules. They argue that they're allowed to engage in censorship because it's their company and they can do what they want. But it's just their way of getting outside our rules, which Brzezinski called for in his book, Crisis of Democracy, in the early 70s. And that's what they're doing. And that and I think the 5G thing, whoever controls that, I mean, how is that controlled? Is it a network with a switch somewhere? Do you know? Like, you know, I don't know. Right. I don't know how I mean, the infrastructure works. I mean, because the actual units are are there's many, many, many of them. And they're rather close together, from what I understand. The the tech, the devices, the technological devices right now, China is taking over building the devices. So that is one of the fears, at least it's been expressed at the Brookings Institution, is that if China controls these devices, they'll build back doors into them and they can control them remotely. The the thing about China, I, I can't get past that Mao was it like an affiliate student, exchange student, something like that with Yale and that the Rockefellers have given them technology in the past that that like Walmart made made it big being a first mover in Chinese labor, if I recall that story correctly, that there seems to be such a symbiotic relationship with us and China. I can't help but wonder if if this might have elements of a show to make it look like we have to bypass our laws and a normal, sustainable, organic pace because we have an enemy at the gates. To try and keep up with them in an arms race. Yeah. Yes, just like the Russian Cold War, which Sputnik. which we gave them yep. a lot of that tech from Oppenheimer to Major Jordan's diaries, a couple of references for you to see that we we promote that stuff. I think we gave Iran Stuxnet so that we would have a cyber enemy. That's that's interesting. The pitch that Mark Werner makes at the Brookings Institute institution when he's talking about this is exactly the Sputnik example. We are oh, in an really? arms race. Yes. He uses the actual example. That's funny. And he talks in in very much doom and gloom terms about if we lose this war. Well, it's fear-mongering and that it's the fears, the fears, 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 fears. Guns, shootings, immigrants, terrorism, drugs, I'm not even saying that that stuff isn't isn't aren't real phenomena. I'm not saying they are, but I'm not saying they aren't. I'm just saying the fear is what drives the policy, and those fears, those emotional fears, are are what 
the it's the fear that gets people to stop looking at why the laws were there to analyze analyze soberly logically analyze or listen to the people who are soberly and logically analyzing people have shut me down you're crazy ron paul is dangerous like ron paul is dangerous <laughs> you know what i mean ron paul do you hear yourself i just it just makes no sense to me but it's that fear it's the fear is very powerful and we'll lose our rights because of it so let's uh Get to what I probably teased to before this segment and never got to. I promise I'll look back at my notes and we'll get back. So I want to hear about the Maui hiker. That's one thing. And I want to tell you about the Amazon uh, emotion detector. Who is going to? I'll give you the details after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I'm going to go to a call, but first I just want to tell you the Amazon thing. It's short. They're developing an emotion detector that will help them customize ads to you, but it will also collect data that can help AI seem more human. So, Oh, that's great. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Yikes. Who's going to wear that? I guess it helps you detect the emotions of people around you since you can't look at their faces. I mean, I've been trying to figure out a way to stick my phone to my face so my hands could be free so I could be on my laptop at the same time. <laughs> oh, you should ask my daughter. She can do that. Uh, let me take a quick call. I'm going to go to Scooter and Marietta. Hi, Scooter. You're on with Monica. Uh, hey, uh, you're my local Ann Coulter, 3 o'clock to 6 every Saturday. I sit by my beer cooler. Um, as I asked the screener, I, I've seen multiple posts on YouTube and some other media well, there's some 60,000-plus indictments for heads of state, uh, corporate executives, politicians, and so forth. Do you have any validity to that? I will tell you, Scooter, on hold is my regular caller, Maurice, who's a little bit in the doghouse because he uh, gets too passionate on the air. But I'm going to put him on after the break, and I am certain he can answer your question. So. Uh outstanding yeah so you hang on for that i'm gonna give away a quick prize pack so uh and um i am gonna give away the arrow exterminators weekend prize pack featuring a pair of tickets to cirque du soleil volta opening october 10th under the big top at atlantic station first to call 404-741-0750 gets that prize pack uh i am gonna get some maurice and paul who i'm sure will uh, not tow my party line, but uh, it's a uh, let's call it open mic segment. 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk. If you do want to hear more of this show, commercial free, or the podcast I do with Binkley, we do this show Wednesdays, we post it, and the podcast we post on Thursdays. That is on our website, thepropreport.com. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew, and nobody believed it. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Making Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. And you know who else does that basically every Saturday from 3 to 6? <laughs> My next caller, Maurice. Maurice, so we have a specific request for your expertise. Did you hear that? Well... Yeah, in fact, I was just looking uh, to try and, you know, be accurate. Um, you know, 
it's my understanding that this comes from pacer.gov, which is the thing where everyone posts different litigations. And uh, according to this uh, that I just looked at, there is now 93, I'm going to pull it up again, but uh, 93,000 sealed indictments. They're indictments uh, and not complaints? They're, well, indictments include things like warrants and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. uh, They're sealed, you know, so you don't actually know what they are. Uh, right, I'm going to have to investigate course, this. It's at pacer.com? Well, yeah, the nope. thing about Pacer, yeah, you can go there, but you have to pay to get in there. Oh, I can't do that. Binkley, Binkley seems to know what this is about. Talk to me, Binkley. It's a legit website where cases are posted, but you do have to get an account and you do have to pay. I can't remember if it's a flat fee. I think it might it might actually be like mm-hmm. per. Right. But it is a legit okay. website. All right. Well, I'll have right. to do a little investigation on that. But I wanted to hear what you called about because yeah. you told the screener something else. Yeah, um, uh, just for what it's worth, because people have been following that, uh, you can go to qmap.pub and see it for free because oh, uh, you know, people have paid. And, you know, the other thing that's on there, which in some ways I think is more intriguing because, you know, the these are sealed indictments, so we don't really know what they are, but they go state by state. But there's uh, the uh, different uh, aspects of draining of the swamp, uh, one of which is human trafficking. If you go to the section on human trafficking, it actually lists the indictments and the names of people and verification. So you, you can see that it's actually happening. I believe um, it's happening, and I believe they want it to be publicized but not solved because I believe that they will use it to justify biometric data collection at the border and that and like DNA building a DNA database. I think that these a lot of these things they that they probably could use the tools at hand to greatly curtail, if not eliminate. They don't because the solution they propose is going to be a solution that expands the surveillance state, the total like DNA level surveillance state. Uh, well, of course, that leads to my other conversation. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist about this. Uh, so I don't actually agree with your basic premise there that they're using it. Uh, I, but at any rate, uh, back to the, my uh, thing that I was bringing up for your initial, your screener um, is that, you know, there's a guy named Eric Carlson and uh, you know, like everything I do, it's, I'm going to be kind of flaky about all the info, but basically the idea is that there's a thing called gang stalking and they use uh, nanotechnology uh, basically uh, following the chemtrail conversation and spray us and that everyone has it in us already. They do have nano food. That's true. Uh, 
And well, I know Teflon, for example, they say like there's Prozac and fish. There's Teflon. Teflon doesn't stick to you, passes through you, but it doesn't dissolve or anything. It's everywhere. So if they wanted to do it, they could do it. Um, Right. Yeah. Well, it's like Morgellons disease. Do you know about that? No. What is that? That's um, also attributed to being sprayed down on us. It's a disease that uh, Judy, not Judy Collins, but the other uh, (laughs) 60s singer has. But basically what it is, is it's, you know, they have these all these weird things crawling in their skin and they look at them and they're inorganic. They're not, they're nanotechnology and they seem to have their own intelligence. All right. I am going to have to look that up. And you've already blown my mind like three times on this call. So get Binkley's turn. DARPA is currently working on a contact lens that they call like a super soldier type contact lens. It has a little tiny flexible nano battery inside of it that is in your contact lens. And the contact lens is an augmented reality contact lens. So it would like shoot all these things out of your eyes that you could just, it's like your RoboCop. I was reading about this augmented reality, which I think 5G is an essential part of, where they said it's not like virtual reality. It's it's like Pokemon Go. It's overlaid, which I totally think that that was a deliberately addictive test run. Oh, yeah. Got people killed. But whatever, and it came and it went, or it was like insane. And I think that was like the test period. I don't know how they got it to be so mm-hmm. insane so fast that they say that's what it's going to be like. So you're not even really going to be able to tell the difference between reality and not reality. And they're rolling out these more and more um, augmented reality apps for your phone. That are and that's being why the, the Internet of Things, this 5G, where everything in your house is connected, is if you ever see somebody doing that really high-level computer uh, graphics that makes movies, they don't, the the whole point of it is they don't, you don't have to fill in every detail. The computer understands how to fill all that stuff in. Mm. But you do need, like, the pivot points, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I'm just saying, so if your house has these Internet of Things and they have their own relational spatial sensors... You don't you don't need a bookcase that's alive. You know you can it'll just it'll just incorporate all that stuff in. But you do need a lot of the stuff. And I'm reminded of the IRS having bugging trays and coffee pots and plant pots just to see if people were lying. So they had these. I mean, they were ordering stuff that exists. This is commercially available, I guess. Uh, stuff that will bug you in your house that looks totally normal, and I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, and the nanotechnology definitely exists, and they're definitely experimenting with it. All right, so we got all the regulars in this segment. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take Paul and then Tariq. Paul, you're going to come from a totally different angle. Let's hear it. What you got? Uh, greetings, uh, Monica. I'm calling about the gun violence. I do a little bit of work for the Red Cross, and uh, the American Red Cross is not recognized very well. There are no websites about this or newspaper accounts. But when there are shootings in our country, and they happen all over the country, uh, there's a massive, huge loss of blood. I'm losing your Supply blood. And that, that is a threat to the American people. 
Um, also, uh, mental health. We we this these shootings didn't happen thirty years ago, but they were there were people with mental health uh, cases. 30 years ago, and there are people in other countries that have mental, mental health problems. What do you think accounts for the fact that this is the current manifestation of mental health issues? I think a lot of the people with mental health issues are innocent. There are a few people who are violent, uh, but I think the main problem is access to firearms. And but, people... but, that's, but why is it now manifesting itself in this way? I think Access copy- to firearms has been greater in the past at certain points. I think, it, I think it's copycat killing. I think they hear about it and they go out and want to replicate it in their town. And they see it on TV. They hear yes. about it on the radio. I agree. Um, and that that is why I think um, I'm going to let you get a last word in, but and then I'm going to move on. But keep get finish your thoughts. Well, uh, I just wanted to say. Uh, our allies like uh, Taiwan, Japan, England, Spain, Germany, none of them have this kind of problem. They have a few shootings, uh, some people own guns for hunting and self-defense. But they Switzerland have doesn't or... have the problem either, and they actually have a law you have to be armed. Well, um, I, I didn't know about that. Thank you for, thank you for telling me that. But, um, people in, in, in Western Europe and Eastern Europe and uh, Eastern Asia, they basically do not have a collapse of their security. Oh, but you know who does is Mexico. They have a total gun ban and they have a, an exorbitant murder rate. Well, they have a lot of guns imported from the United States illegally through crime groups across the border. Or through governments. Um, Operation Fast huh? and Furious. Also through huh? through our government, Operation Fast and Furious. I heard about that. That was Obama. Um, um, it was everybody, um, I think. Both sides uh, of the but, aisle were in on that, which is why no one ever went to jail for it. Well, Houston and Tucson and Los Angeles contribute to the death rates of innocent Mexican families. And we care about Mexicans. We do not want guns going across the border, but they do. And they're getting away with it. And we need to talk to the people and share intelligence and cooperate with. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm I'm moving on because I want to talk to Tariq in this segment. And I do want to respond to something that I um, that I notice in that I'm worried about with the Europe issue is that a lot of these countries take their gun, the people's guns away and what they they don't it doesn't seem to create a totalitarian dictatorship but i have long well although i don't i don't know how i don't know what the, it's like some of those countries some countries are feel freer than ours on the ground but it seems like to me uh but here's what i worry about that the united states bill of rights is the last stand against worldwide totalitarianism and that if those other countries became the dystopian nightmare that a totally unarmed citizenry in the face of a hyper armed uh, government with total information awareness that 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 the nightmare that would result from that will, will not happen until there's a worldwide totalitarian system in place ready to go turnkey 
because if we started seeing it in other countries, they would never be able to do it here. And what they want to say is other countries have not fallen apart. They've had these laws. Come on, America, you can do it. Come on, come on. But people look to us for this stuff. And if we were to fall in that way, I believe that every country would fall to totalitarianism. But I, but it's not the only thing. All of the Bill of Rights are very important to me. Very, very important. I, I think jury trial is critical. Uh, and I'm going to get to treat, but right after the break. So uh, call if you like, 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Going straight to Tariq. Tariq, I hope you're ready. Don't want to catch you off guard. You ready, Tariq? You got two minutes. Give me what you got. Yes, ma'am. I'll be as fast as I can. And thank you again for what you do. Um, the, the great German philosopher Hegel once said, important parts of ourselves can be found in history. And this brings to mind what Socrates said about 2,500 years ago almost 2,500 years ago, when he had a serious problem with democracy in that you had basically two types in regards to voters. That's intellectual democracy, democratic voters, who have to, you have to be taught how to vote through, to be wise voters as opposed to democracy, democratic voters that are given the right to vote just by birthright. The problem is, since we aren't, are nurturing and teaching our voters for the last, well, really since the inception of the country, but especially the last hundred years, it's been so easy for this worldwide movement to progress in an accelerated rate. You know, 5G and all the other things that they're doing, those are tools because of our modern technology that makes it easier and easier. And I'm really vexed, um, I'm truly vexed. I believe a lot of the population are vexed because, you know, you, 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 it can be very baffling if you don't know all of the details, what's going on. And I think that's one of the keys, uh, because if we don't do a better job in making us more of an intellectual voting populace, it, it's, it, it's becoming easier and easier for them to advance their agenda. Whether yeah. Oh, sorry, Treek. <clears throat> I got to cut you off because I have to go to a hard break. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, but I get what you're saying. I mean, the vote should not be essential to maintaining our objective rights, yet the vote seems to be able to undermine it. Uh, it is perplexing and baffling. If you, if I missed your point, call on back. But uh, anybody can call 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 